Hello, everybody. Welcome back to season four. We're happy that you joined us. Today, we'll, we're going to be reading from Isaiah chapter nine, verses two through seven. I am drinking some matcha tea this morning. Oh, nice. I am drinking some Irish breakfast. Did you make a latte or just straight matcha? I did make a latte. Yes, yeah, I, I know. I know you like matcha <laughs> lattes and I like Irish breakfast. Yes, you do. Okay, so season four, we want to talk a little bit about the history of Advent. And the word is from the Latin word Adventus, and that means coming. And the four Sundays preceding Christmas, which is when Christians celebrate the birth of Jesus. And we also focus on four virtues. So we light candles, and there's a wreath that symbolizes hope, love, joy, and peace. And we light one candle, week one, two candles, week two, and so on. And there's three purple candles on an Advent wreath, which represent penance. And then there's a pink candle, which represents joy, because it kind of represents Jesus's birth. And purple, the color purple has traditionally been kind of the primary color of Advent, because it symbolizes prayer and sacrifice. What a wonderful background on Advent. Mm -hmm. Our quote for this week is going to be Romans chapter 13, verse 8. Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. A reading from Isaiah. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when, the, when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of this, his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. A theme I saw throughout the passage was that it talked a lot about receiving gifts and blessings. And the references that are used in both situations come after a lot of hard work, like enjoying a harvest as a farmer after working in the fields and a warrior after a big battle. And I think the ultimate gift is Jesus, who goes by many names, but I wanted to talk about the Prince of Peace. And shortly after he's called that in the passage, Isaiah writes, Peace, there will be no end. I think that this refers to the peace that we'll find with God in everlasting life, but that there's going to be a lot of work here on earth that we have to get done until we can enjoy the harvest, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I think this reminds me of like delayed gratification. And I think that's calling us to 
resist the urge to take the immediately available reward here on earth and focus our goal and our attention on the higher valued reward, which is eternal life in the future. It's hard to wait for delayed gratification. I feel like I'm not a patient person. I, yeah, um, I feel that. And you also mentioned that the reading calls him Prince of Peace. And I believe that this week's focus for Advent is peace. So I'm glad you brought that up. And I agree, the passage mentions rejoice and blessings. And the people are being blessed. But then Isaiah also reminds us that all the blessings are gifts from God. And Isaiah writes, the government will be upon his shoulder. So I kind of take that to mean divine government rests on the shoulder of Jesus, because he's kind of saying the one who comes, it will rest on him, rather than on like the personalities or whims of humans, that really the ultimate government is God and Jesus. And I think we should remember that because we are called every day to kind of live and serve God. And as we reflect this week on this reading, maybe, I wanted to ask you, um, do you feel as though you can see the light Isaiah mentions in the reading? Can you still see that light in our current world? Yes, I do, but I also think like I'm naturally an optimist, which isn't always the best thing because sometimes I would say I am naive and I just kind of assume that the best is going to happen and then I'm super let down when it doesn't go as I imagined but that's like that's just part of life things are tough things go wrong they don't go as you planned but I think that the passage talks a lot about the dawn of light during a dark time and to me this is hope when we're struggling to carry our burdens maybe we only see a glimpse of the light but if we keep moving forward eventually we'll enter into a brighter situation or a brighter time in our lives And this reminds me of the quote, this too shall pass. Oh, um, your grandma loves that quote very, you know. Yeah, she she does. Has it on her jewelry and on her wall and everything. Yeah, she has it everywhere. Um, I think this refers to everything, not just the bad times, but also good times come to an end as well. So I think that this, this passage reminds us to take a step back and look at the big picture, but I actually wanted to ask you a question, a different question, Mom. Okay. But my question was, if during one of the times in your life when you were in a darker part of life's journey, if anyone ever gave you advice that you still use today? Hmm. That's a good question. Sometimes when I'm in a dark place, I try to listen to inspirational, uplifting music. Like, I think I've told you girls that before that I always listen to I Can See Clearly Now, which is yes. a really... Great song. Yes. But to circle back, at one point when I was in a dark place, a therapist said to me, um, you feel stuck now, like things will never improve, but you won't stay stuck. Like it was kind of permission. You can get unstuck. So that's something I remind myself that kind of stayed with me. Mm -hmm. And because Isaiah says in this reading, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light and on them a light has been shown. So he's announcing something good, like the light is on them, but he's also acknowledging the reality of darkness, like not physical darkness, but I think everyone can identify with any time in their life when they experience spiritual, emotional, or you know, mental darkness. So yeah. this was written 
700 years before Christ, so 2,700 years ago. Whoa, that's pretty old. And exactly, like almost 3,000 years ago, but it's still, it has a lot of insight and is relevant today. So at the time it was written, people were waiting for the Messiah to arrive. And I, th I thought it was interesting when I was reading it, Isaiah writes it in the present tense, not the future tense. He doesn't say like, we're waiting for the Messiah. He says, a son is born to us. So I think people live, um, they were like waiting for the Messiah to arrive, but um, I think it reminds us that we should live each day as if Jesus is with us. I think that's a great point. The passage really emphasizes that Jesus' teachings are the most important lessons to learn and to follow. And I mean, they are, yeah, they're referred to as the government, which you mentioned earlier. And I mm -hmm. think that I personally read that as it's referring to like guiding principles of life. And the quote for this week calls us to love others in order to fulfill the law. And sometimes I get overwhelmed with all the things going on in life, like paying rent, showing up to work on time, all the adulting things that have to be done. Yeah, that, that um, can be overwhelming, all of that. Yes, we listed, and they're yeah. not fun. <laughs> yeah. But this makes me feel like as long as I'm caring for other people, it will all be okay in the end. And that keeps me grounded because it reminds me how simple happiness can actually be. And all it takes is kindness, really. Well, you're right, maybe it kind of reminds you like happiness can kind of be a decision. And I think we can use this passage that we read today to focus on peace and kind of living with gratitude for the this upcoming week of Advent. That is very true. Um, thank you everyone for joining us today. I will close us out with our closing prayer. God, thank you for filling this world with your peace. May there be an end to hatred and division among people. Help us end all the fighting and war in this world, and we ask that the bitterness and hurt in this world is healed. In this season of Advent, help prepare our hearts for the coming of Jesus with hope, love, joy, and peace. Amen.